señores! What's going on, everyone? Welcome on into Oi and Philly Sports. This is your home. This is your place for all things Philadelphia sports. And, of course, I am your host, El Parcero Philly, the uniter of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. What is up, YouTube? What is up, Twitch, Twitter, and, of course, TikTok? Thank you for so much for tuning on into Oi and Philly Sports. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. I got all five Philly sports to talk about. It's been a crazy 24 hours, but I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning on in here. I want to start off today, of course, guys. Um, listen, in life, things happen, right? As the term says, shit does happen, right? Last night, and I don't know where you guys reside in the world or where you reside in the Delaware Valley, but this whole area got hit hard uh, with these storms. I, I, I guess it's from the... The, the 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 leftovers of what was Hurricane Ida, and it kind of hit this area. There was crazy tornadoes, crazy storms, flooding all throughout the Delaware Valley. The city of Philadelphia, our own city of, the, of Philadelphia, uh, Vine Street Expressway uh, from the Schuylkill, Expre or the Schuylkill River, all that flooded. And right now, Philadelphia looks like Venice, Italy. Uh, there's there's canals everywhere. You can you can uh, float a boat, boat, but in all seriousness, it's a crazy scene and. I really just wanted to, just wanted to tell you guys, and I said this earlier today, but really, guys, in life, it, you know, take this in, in life, you know, just be grateful for what you have. Like this morning, I woke up and I'm just like, thank God, I have a roof over my head, uh, I have food on the table, and I live pretty comfortably, and, and I and I'm able every day to do what I absolutely love, and that is to talk about sports, and specifically Philly sports, and I'm blessed to be able to do that. Um, I so yesterday, I don't know if you guys follow Barstool Philly or if you guys saw what's going on on the internet. Um, in the Molka Hill area of South Jersey, this, I now I live, I reside in, in the town next to Molka Hill. So if you guys saw the video, there was um, the houses in Molka Hill where pretty much saw significant damage, roofs missing, uh, serious collateral damage on a lot of these homes. And it is so surreal to me because I literally I try to go. I literally try to drive to it today, which is 10 minute drive from here. And I couldn't even get in. And I just wanted to see kind of the devastation between my my two eyes and really felt that thankful because just a little bit away. You imagine that storm comes a little bit away and I, I could be homeless right now. So that's where I, why I want to start off today, guys, and tell you guys, like, listen, you know, you might not have the sneakers that you want that, or that someone else has. You might not have the clothes that someone else has. You might not have that PS5. You might not have all the money in the world that you want. But by God, you have a pretty solid life. You can, I'm sure everyone can find some sort of positive within their life. I do try to do that with my day-to-day -day life. Obviously, Philly sports is really stressful, so that will keeps me stressed. That's why I have, I think it's on this side. That's why I have some some uh, some white gray hairs already. Yes, I'm getting gray hairs at 27 years old, <laughs> but it's all good. It is all good. So that's kind of what I wanted to start off with that, guys. And for anyone who who's um lost your home, saw some significant damage to your home, man, I, I'm keeping you guys in my prayers. Honestly, I'm, I'm honestly keeping you guys in my prayers. And if you guys know of a GoFundMe or something that we can donate money, please let me know. Please send it to me. Send it to any one of my DMs uh, because I'm, I'm, I want to help others. And, I, and that's it's what it's all about. It's not just about me. It's not about these teams. It's about all of us, man. So seriously, it, it was a crazy scene. And I want everyone to make sure I want to make sure everyone is safe and uh, and uh, in a good place and definitely a good place. Um, so before we move on to today's episode of Oin Philly Sports, let's get the uh, let's get the business out of hand. Um, so, guys, real quick before we move forward, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please, it would tr truly, truly mean the world to me if you could hit that like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we put all Philly sports content up there. I have a vlog going up there tonight as well uh, from the DC United match. We kind of were delayed uh, with putting that up at that from three weeks ago now and we're going to put that vlog up tonight so make sure you guys are subscribed there all the oil philly sports live portions go on there as well and guys if you guys if you could if you are a podcast person truly uh consider adding oil philly sports to your rotation of podcasts we are wherever you stream them from apple google and spotify you name it we're definitely there so definitely it would truly mean the world to me uh let's start with tiktok here today y'all y'all are active here today uh uh, we got Elijah Rowe 140. Do I play goalie or defense for hockey? Elijah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that. Growing up, when I, I played hockey for two years, uh, I played defense and I loved playing defense. I, if I had to play again, I probably would play defense. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a more bigger body guy. Uh, I wasn't terrible at skating, so I would recommend playing defense. But you gotta you gotta be able to do both uh, play both ways, right? You gotta be able to to get up ice, play play at that blue line, and then get skate all the way back and get back in your end and help out your your goalkeeper. 
uh, or your goaltender. I'm sorry, mixing up the two sports, but I would recommend playing uh, defense on hockey, man. That's a great question. Appreciate it. We got CDP in the building. What's going on, CDP? Appreciate you tuning on in. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Saw the flooding and damages in NYC, Philly, and NJ. Yeah, it was battle. And I saw North New Jersey. Um, there was a lot of flooding going on there as well. This whole area saw some significant uh, flooding. It was crazy. Luckily, again, I'm blessed here. I walked outside. Everything looked normal. Um, and again, I I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. And I know others aren't. So definitely let's let's keep them in our prayers. And let's remember, we, 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 we're, we're all we got. We all we need, right, in this world. I'm 49. CDP showing off the age, man. That's awesome, man. It's about it's about how you how young you think you up are here, not physically. But I I appreciate that. Climate change with weather is here, man. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's it's weird because obviously this whole storm happened within this area, and then uh, we have beautiful weather today. Like we had nice fall weather. It felt beautiful when I went outside today. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. Nice little crisp breeze. It was it was great, man. Uh, CDP as our as our our resident Canadian here. Hockey is the greatest sport. I love hockey. I think it's so underrated. I don't know why so many people sleep on it. I know it's got a lot of economical issues right now. You know, when you look at hockey in America now, obviously hockey in Canada is different where everyone loves hockey. Everyone is playing hockey. But here in America, if you don't make a certain amount of money, it's hard to put your kids into hockey. And that's kind of one of the issues here is that they the NHL doesn't do a good job of trying to attract some of those lower statures of, of class. So uh, that was a problem there. Luckily, my uh, my parents, you know, worked hard and they wanted me to do as much things as I wanted to as far as activities go. And they put me in the hockey. I literally you name it. I played it. I played hockey. I played football. I played soccer. I played baseball. I played basketball. I swam. Uh, I did a lot. So that's that's a lot large in part of what my parents and what they believed in. Uh, yeah, man, it truly puts sports in perspective, man. There's bigger things than sports. And, you know, especially during times like this, what I really want you guys to remember in a time of, uh, of era, an era in America where we're living in, where we're so divided, uh, uh, political stances and, um, you know, what you believe in as far as COVID and whatnot. Uh, just remember, like at the end of the day, we're all American. We're all human beings. So it doesn't, that does, that gets put to the side. If someone's in need of help, you have as a human being, got to help that's that's just how how i look at it man you can't you can't look at it like that but especially with sports if there's a cowboys fan that's drowning i'm gonna go and save that cowboys fan's life because it's bigger than sports so i i, I agree with you there man uh lacrosse lacrosse is a big suburban sport i at least in this area um growing up we always had there was always that group of kids that loved to play lacrosse it really wasn't my cup of tea um but i just never got into it man it's expensive oh elijah no problem no problem elijah it's expensive, really. I did not. I don't know how much. Uh, I didn't know how much the those uh, lacrosse um, uh, lacrosse cost there. Uh, agreed. Canada is becoming divided as well. It's everywhere, man. I just. I, I. I don't know. That's why I don't care about politics. I think politics is pretty dumb. At the end of the day, they're just looking to. They're looking to find a narrative for you to follow, right? So I. I, I learned that a lot with these past elections and. I'm, I, as, as far as future elections go, and I don't really want to get into politics and because this is obviously a sports show, uh, but I understand what is going on in my own country and how it is affecting it. So um, I just don't care for politics in general. I don't care about any parties. I just don't care for it. I don't like what it's doing to my country. Uh, 100% agreed. I Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. I agree. Uh, what's going on, TikTok? What y'all got? What, or, or, sorry, TikTok. What's going on, YouTube? What y'all got to say here? KJ McCoy is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Vine Street uh, was flooded, and in South Jersey, people get hit by a tornado. Yeah, man, that's so, KJ, I don't know if you heard earlier, but that was literally 10 minutes away from me here in Glassboro. Absolutely uh, sad you seen to see here in South Jersey. So um, definitely keep your prayers up, guys, and, and I'm trying to find and see if there's somewhere we can donate a GoFundMe or something because truly that was upsetting. Tommy G's in the building. Represent Ecuador. Hey, vamos, Ecuador. Uh, Colombia just got done, I believe, and I don't think it went in our favor um, as Colombia. Let me, let me look that up real quick because y'all know I'll be crazy like that, especially when it comes to Colombia. Uh, I saw Roger Martinez. So Colombia ends in a draw here, 1-1. Um, it does help them a little bit. I think Uruguay still has to play, and Paraguay right now are losing. Ecuador actually are winning right now, so they got jumped in the second. So shouts to Tommy. But Colombia are in a World Cup spot, so they keep playing like this. We will be in the World Cup, and I, I'm here for it. I just, I just want Colombia in the World Cup. I, 
I know we're not we're not as good as once we once were, but I just want them in the World Cup. Uh, glad, thank you so much, Tommy. Yeah, we're 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 safe here, man, and we're blessed. Like I said, Tommy, all, all I could do today is just wake up and thank the Lord upstairs, man, because we are blessed. Uh, do oh Elijah, defense, defense, Elijah. Um, swelp last place in the qualifiers. Uh, Salvador, ah, oh, Mike, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ecuador just score a second and extra time. There you go. Ecuador making a, making a case for themselves. Uh, but let's start the show off today. We don't have a lot of time because obviously uh, we had to postpone Dubai the river yesterday because of the storm. So we're back at it tonight. We'll be recording at eight o'clock. So we got a double header. So we got to speed speed through this as well, guys. Um, so I wanted to start off today with the theme of the day, and I wanted to the theme of the day is tension. I feel like there's a lot of tension within the city right now, especially with the Philly sports teams that we have here in Philadelphia, um, especially what's been going down with the last week. Obviously, the tension starts and ends kind of with the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, what's been going on with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid coming and voicing his opinion yesterday as well. Um, a lot of Sixers fans are heated. You know, the way the season ended for the Sixers wasn't the way we all anticipated. It was a, a loss that for me, and I know a lot of Sixers fans as well, we're going to be feeling this loss for the next couple of, of years. It's going to be a while. Until we win that championship, we're going to feel that loss for a while, right? So the tensions are so high. With the, I think out of all five Philly sports teams, the tensions are the highest with the Sixers. Just because the expectations they gave us, just because the, the, the stuff that they put us through, the whole process years, um, going through the, the, the Colangelo years was not fun as well. Um, so we are so pissed. We're, we're utterly pissed off with our Philadelphia 76ers, and, and granted so, granted so. Obviously, with the Eagles, um, the tension kind of has been easing off, especially after the whole Carson Wentz uh, saga, Howie Roseman kind of messing up this team, Doug Peterson and all that. So the tension kind of has been easing off, and now heading into this season, the only tension was, is this team really ready to play in, for this season? Obviously, not a lot of preseason time, not a lot of those snaps was given to these players, so that's a question mark there, but the tension is definitely not as high with the Philadelphia Eagles. But obviously now you add Gardner Minshew and there's some people out there saying Gardner for starting quarterback. So, you know, there's there's always something right. There's always something um, with the Philadelphia Union. There is a lot of tension with that team right now, simply because of um, what's been going on with the union's attack. When you look at it. This team is is not playing to their expectations or not playing to what they are fully capable of. Right. Uh, so the tensions are high with the Philadelphia Union. Uh, you know, now they're down two nothing in Champions League. That was the one thing we were kind of holding our hat on. And now, when you look in the MLS play, they're in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. And if they keep playing like this, they'll be out of the playoff picture. So the tensions are pretty high with the Philadelphia Union. I would say that that is second, right behind the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and and then we have the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, right now, it's all hunky dory. You know, it's all it's 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 beautiful right now being a Phillies fan because they now they're on a six game winning streak. We'll talk about the Phillies in a second. But it's everything looks great if you're a Sixers fan, right? Or I'm sorry, a Phillies fan. But the thing is, and I know I'm not the only one when I feel what I what I feel is that I'm happy about this. And I'm obviously going to join the ride when it comes to the to the Phillies, right? I'm obviously all on board when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies. But the problem is, is I know the Phillies have done this before. You know, right now the Phillies are on a six-game winning streak. And again, they start this month kind of how they started August. So it's clear they like to start off the month hot. What's going to happen in the middle of the month? You know what I mean? Are they going to put up a dud against a bad team? You know, we got right now we're we got we had to head to Miami, right, for this this three game series this upcoming weekend, a place that we don't typically play well. And then uh, we got to come back and play the Rockies here at home. I mean, we lost a series out in Colorado or uh, later or earlier in the year. I'm sorry. And who's to say we don't lose that series there? So for me, it's it's with the Phillies. I'm done with this like six game winning streak. Playoffs, baby, as much as I really want to. The, the inside, I want to say, let's go. We got this playoffs, Red October, but I can't fully in, invest myself into that thought and into that narrative because I know what this Phillies team is capable of. Right now, it's hunky-dory, but I don't know if it's going to be like that in the next week or so. So with the Phillies, it's not so much tension, but it's like, are you going to make me feel like that again? Like you have that in the back of your head. It's again, the Phillies are the toxic girlfriend in Philadelphia. You know, they, they're that hot girlfriend that, you know, always just, has cheated on you before. And you're just back because you want to believe in, in this girl. 
And the in that Phillies right now, she's she's in a good. You're in a good place with her. You're in a good place with her. So you're just waiting to see if she's going to cheat on you again. And it's a it's a toxic relationship. It's flat out a toxic relationship. We have the Philadelphia Phillies. So, um, and then last but not least, the Flyers. Look, obviously last year it was a dis- it was it was a disgrace. It was disgusting what we saw. The 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 quality of hockey was terrible. You know, you hype us up with the year before. Uh, the way they went into the round robin, it was great. And obviously the way it ended did not end the way we wanted to. But going into 2020, the expectation was the Flyers can get somewhere near to what they did the, the previous year. Now, obviously, they didn't capitalize on that, and that definitely sucks. But I would say right now the tension is the least amount uh, the, with the Philadelphia Flyers, simply because I feel like, for me at least, Chuck Fletcher has done a great job this offseason. I thought I feel like he has retooled this team um, to add some nice veteran pieces to kind of change the mold and the way this team is built. I feel like this team now has some physicality. When you're talking about competing with the Tampa Bay Lightnings of the world or the New York Islanders of the world, or I mean, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are still going to be there as well. When you're competing with those type of teams, I truly feel you need to be it play in the mold of those type of teams. And, and I'm, I'm excited to see what the flyers are going to do. So tension is high here in the city of Philadelphia, you know? So, um, how do you guys feel? Honestly, how do you guys feel? Where is you, where do you guys rate where, who are you most tense about? Um, so that, that's kind of where my theme is and, and where we, I want to head to today's, um, show there. So, well, <laughs> It's 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 never it's it's they say it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it's never dull either in Philadelphia. Um, Phillies named their next three pitchers for Miami. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Phillies have to, have to be like one of the only teams that like always they always go with the rotation, and they when you got teams that are giving you t uh, TBD. I hate that damn TBD, and the Phillies are always. Always know who they're going to put out there. So it's 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 always weird. But um, with the Philadelphia 76ers, I kind of want to start off with that. Um, so obviously, there's a lot of drama going on with this team. We talked about it. We dived into it yesterday. The whole um, Ben Simmons wants Al. Rich Paul wants to get Ben and Tyrese, both of his clients, out of Philadelphia. There's a displeasure going on between both sides. Joel Embiid in, intercedes and, and you know calls out the, the whole city of Philadelphia. Essentially, calls out the whole entire fan base. I was pretty interesting what he went out on onto Twitter for. Um, and of course, the last tweet that he put out was very it, it, it was very interesting what he put out, and it seemed as if he was directing that tweet to one particular player, and and that to me has to be Ben Simmons. I mean. You know, saying when people call him out, when people say this and that about him, that only drives him and will makes him want to be a better player. And it's very interesting the way he put that out because obviously, when we see Ben Simmons, there's there's been more than enough criticism for one Mr. Benjamin Simmons, right? And what we've seen Ben do is kind of take that criticism and take it personal and find ways to combat it and and come up with comebacks. And it's like just take the accountability. Ben, right? Take the accountability that you don't want to expand your offensive game. Take the accountability that you didn't step up when you needed to. Right? Don't don't throw us stats. Don't throw us the the opposing player's stats because you thought you had a great defensive game. You know, don't throw us the record. Don't do anything. Just we we care about your performance, Ben. And here's the thing: when it comes to City Philadelphia, because a lot of what's been what's been said and what uh, in the past 24 hours from Ben from Ben not Ben Simmons from Joel Embiid to the fan base. I agree with some, and I disagree with some as well. I will say it was very ballsy for Joel Embiid to call out this fan base. I agree with that. But I have also seen this city cheer on Ben Simmons for the last five years. You know, not every fan in Philadelphia wrote off Ben Simmons right off the bat. You know, he's never going to be anything or anything like that. Now, I have been a believer of Ben Simmons from the moment he was drafted here in Philadelphia. The moment the draft process started in 2016. I believed in Ben Simmons. This city stood behind Markel Fultz through all of that. The city has stood by Joel Embiid. He put him on a pedestal. Now, Joel Embiid has kind of, I, I think he's earned every right to, uh, to get our respect as a city, if, if I'm being honest. But the thing is, to call out Philly sports fans can be very, very, very risky. 
Now, I do think that here in the city, there are times where this fan base takes their criticism too far, and I don't think some of them realize it. The minute you start crossing the line and you start personally attacking a player, that's where I draw the line. I am so critical about these five Philly sports teams. I keep it real, but I don't I don't have to attack someone. I don't have to say that Ben Simmons belongs in the Chinese League because I know that Ben Simmons has a talent that is for the NBA. The only thing that Ben Simmons needs to do is put the one in the, in, in, into it and the desire to improve his offensive game because that's the only thing that is lacking from his pe- from his pedigree or for from his arsenal is he needs that offensive game and it would really help out the Sixers if he could improve upon that part of his game. I've I've seen this fan base absolutely come at, at uh, Zach Ertz, a Super Bowl winning uh, player. I've seen criticism about Zach Ertz's want to be an eagle. The the fact that Zach Ertz pissed blood, he literally peed blood for this franchise, and yet people question him. I think in Philadelphia, what we do a lot is we expect these team these players to give back as much as we put in. We can't force people to do that. My father is not a sports person. He doesn't understand my my love for sports. My father wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, something along those lines. I was never interested in any of those things. But my father put food on my table. He raised me. He raised me to be the man that I am today. And that doesn't mean my love for him or his love for me changes because I didn't want to become a doctor or a lawyer. And the same thing goes with these athletes. Yes, we put in a lot of of, of our own emotions. We invest ourselves emotionally, physically, financially to these teams. But we, we put that for the teams, not for the players, for the teams. Because you know why? These players, they come and go. Whether... Whether Allen Iverson is my point guard or whether Ben Simmons is my point guard, I'm still a Sixers fan. I still am here to support the Sixers, not Ben Simmons, not Allen Iverson, the Philadelphia 76ers. So I think we need to remember that. These players know they don't owe us anything. You know what they owe? They owe, because when they sign that contract, they owe the team to put out their best effort. That's on them. We want them to succeed because we want championships. And I agree. I want championships. I'm here every single day yelling and screaming to the sports god to give me a fucking championship again. I've seen two in my lifetime. And there's kids in Boston, these snotty-nosed bratty kids in Boston have seen 10 championships in their lifetime. I just want one more. Sixers haven't seen a championship in almost 40 years now. That's a lifetime. The Flyers have been over 50 years. The Union have never won a championship. I'm not considering the Supporters' Shield a, a championship. That's not what I want. I want an MLS Cup. Or I'll take a Champions League. I'll take that. That's pretty That's pretty damn big. None of the other four teams can get that. But, but, but I'm going to get back to the point. I don't think that... I don't agree with the fact that Joel Embiid is not allowed to call us out. I just don't. I, I that That's just me. And I'm a diehard fan, just like you guys. I, I die with these teams, and I'm alive with these teams when they give me good. But I don't I don't sit here and I don't and I don't expect Ben to give me anything. Ben should want to do that for himself, for his own career, for his own legacy. This is why you play these games. But it just seems like and, and obviously this is all speculation. This is all perspective of what we see. And it just looks like Ben Simmons just cares about collecting that check. You know, sufficing to the celebrity lifestyle that he lives. He's a Hollywood star. He walks down. Uh, he obviously doesn't like walking down Philadelphia, but he walks down Rodeo Drive, right? He's got his posse. He's he's dripped down. Well, outfits cost more than a thousand dollars. That's what he wants to live. Well, you got Joel Embiid showing up everywhere, every function, and, and and it's it's expensive. It's expensive sweats and PJs, but he looks more chill and laid back. Whereas Ben needs you know the the freshest custom made Air Jordan ones. Jewelry costing millions of dollars. That's what Ben likes to do. And, that, and that's that's the difference. Uh, so I'll ask you guys again. 
is Joel Embiid wrong for what he said on Twitter yesterday? Was he wrong for it? Now, I'm on myself. I am questioning, and, I, and I'm learning through this as well. You know, the NBA's gotten crazier and crazier every single offseason. And as a Sixers fan, I've never been in this. I've never been in these type of talks. The only talks I've been, been a part of is whether or not the Sixers are going to are, are gonna bring over a Euro stash that they just drafted two years ago. That was the, that was my offseason drum. So I'm new to this. You know, the Cavs fans, the Warriors fans, Lakers, Knicks, Heat, those people are used to this. I'm not used to this. So kind of listening to these rumors, I don't know what to believe. You know, and especially this offseason, it's every week it's something different. The Sixers are going to bring back Ben. Uh, they're going to run it back next this season. They're going to trade Ben. Ben wants out. It's been a whole whirlwind. So I'm new to this, and I'm still learning, and I will agree with, ben, with Joel there. I, we shouldn't always believe the rumors that we do see. But when you know we're in the middle of the offseason, we don't see the Sixers doing anything to improve upon this roster. Our head's going to go in 6,000 different places. Now, today we had the rumor from Sacramento that um, the Kings, as far as any type of Ben Simmons deal, they are not willing to include both the Aaron Fox, who we kind of already knew, and shout to TikTok, the Aaron. That was weird. That was still one of the weirdest moments on TikTok that I've encountered. Um, and they will also allow Tyrese Halliburton including into that deal. Now, look, Tyrese Halliburton is a player that has a lot of potential. But even here in Philadelphia, I think the Sixers, for a player uh, of the caliber, an all-star, uh, let's put, put it like this. For an all-star caliber player, the Sixers would, would part ways with Tyrese Maxey. And for the Kings to sit here and say they are not willing to include Halliburton, and to, to me, and I think for most Sixers, Halliburton is like a consolation prize. And now the Kings are getting arrogant on us? This is why you guys haven't, haven't been to the playoffs in over a decade and a half. They're not willing to part ways with Tyrese Halliburton? I didn't understand that. I I'm sorry. I just didn't understand that. I had Kings fans all upset in my in my TikTok comments, but I just flat out did not understand how they could sit there and say, you can't have Tyrese Halliburton involved in a Ben Simmons deal. So although I don't understand the Kings' logic and thinking there, that puts us in a bad spot because you know why? Because it's telling me that we're going to be in an effed up situation. Right now, the the leverage, as much people want to think, because the Sixers do have an all-star player in Ben Simmons, the leverage is not on our sides anymore. Ben Simmons, it looks like, and, and this might be from Rich Paul, we don't know exactly, but it looks like Ben does not want out from what everyone can see. Ben wants out of Philadelphia. So the leverage there is gone. Because a team can easily go, well, why should we give you this when we know your your client or your your player wants out? So why should we give you one of our key pieces? And this is, I'm sure this is what's going on in negotiations. Because if not, a deal would have been done by now. And I and the thing is, I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know if this ends in a month, two, three, four, five months down the line. I don't know when this is going to end. This 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 situation could go on into the season. That is a problem, and that is very concerning. So I, I, I don't know what, what what happens here, man. I mean, who wants Ben? Honestly, who wants Ben at this point? Because you know what the other thing is, too? Ben's. This is why I'm saying Ben is really doing himself a disservice. Ben right now looks like a selfish player. And his talent is not enough to put up with him being this selfish. It's not. Everyone saw what happened in the playoffs. I think everyone can agree that the biggest reason why the Sixers were watching the rest of the playoffs from home was because Ben Simmons didn't step up. He's your number two on your team. And he didn't show up in a Game 7 situation against the Atlanta Hawks. So his value has to be down in the dirt. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know what we where we go or how what we do from here, man. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, well, welcome to the NBA offseason drama, man. Yeah, Sixers fan, we're 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 not usually in in these. Now, obviously, last year the drama was how Daryl Morey was going to reshape the roster, and he did a great job. You know, flipping over Al Horford for Danny Green, getting rid of that contract, 
flipping Seth for for Josh Richardson. That was great, and he looked like the king. But this situation right here with Ben Simmons, this is even too tall for Daryl Morey to kind of get it get out of. You know, I was talking about it today too with with my girlfriend's brother. Send Ben Simmons his ass to Oklahoma City. He said he's willing to play for twenty nine other teams. Okay, we'll we'll see it. Go play in OKC. Yes, it's gonna be bored. Try getting Kendall Jenner out to Oklahoma City. That's what we should do. Send his ass to OKC. Uh, it's more entertaining than the regular season. Now, Tommy, you're a very well versed sports fan. What's more crazy, more dramatic? Is it the NBA offseason or is it the European offseason? Because man, oh man, if you watch the European offseason this past summer, it was absolutely balls to the wall crazy. You got Messi going to PSG. You got Ronaldo going to Man U. You got Mbappe wanting to go to, to Real Madrid. You got Sergio going to PSG to play with Leo Messi, who always have been hated rivals. It's been a crazy one. Uh, can you shoot the ball? Um, I'm an okay shooter. Uh, I'm what they call the stretch four in today's day and age. I like to, I, I, I think I have enough of the body and type to play the four. I'm not scared to go rebound. I'm not scared to get down and dirty. I have some post moves. And then when need be, you leave me open. I'm shooting a three. Hell yeah, I'm shooting that three. And and if I'm if I'm heating up, as they say, if I'm heating up, you better watch out. You better watch your ass out. <laughs> I miss playing ball. I need new sneaks. I need new sneaks. I want to get some KDs. Obviously, go Union. That's what that's that's the move, man. Mm. What's going on, Tic Tac? What you guys got going on here? Um. I have to call Jamie on Friday about North of the Border Eagles podcast. Oh, we're starting North of the Border Eagles podcast. Appreciate you, CEP. We'll talk, buddy. We'll talk. And I'm playing high school hockey. And I'm playing uh, for a kid club. That's awesome, man. I'm jealous. I'm I'm really jealous there. Raynell, what's going on, man? Go Birds. Go Birds. Uh, European soccer blows everything out of the water. I agree, man. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy what goes on there. But uh, let's move on to some good. There is some good here in Philadelphia. It is the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, my God. This team is red freaking hot. The Phillies win today 7-6, to six, reeling off six straight wins, and this win was quite honestly pretty damn impressive. The Phillies heading into the, the top of the sixth inning were down 5 to nothing. I'm sorry, 6 to nothing to the measly Washington Nationals. Now, look, the Nationals, this is a division game. It doesn't matter how bad you are. Yeah, these these teams get up for these type of, of of games, and they went up six to nothing. And and for Aaron Nola, look, uh, man, we, how many times how many, how many times do we come up here and we're just like, oh man, what what else do we say about Aaron Nola? Like honestly, like what else can we possibly say about Aaron Nola? And and it's not all his fault. I still see some good stuff from Aaron Nola, like the curveball, the sinker, it's all there. Uh, he still get, he still has velocity. He does lose it here and there throughout games, but four innings tonight uh, today, not what you want to see. Six hits, six earned runs. He walked two batters. He did have five strikeouts, and he allowed two home runs. And his ERA now, guys, uh, cover your ears if you don't want to hear, but he's at a 4.54 ERA. <laughs> Uh, and again, you know, we talked about this with NYS Central, and I agree. It's not all his fault. He clearly still has the, the stuff there, but he's just get put gets put into some bad situations. I mean, the bullpen did do their job. I mean, you know, they after that, no runs were scored. Uh, Bailey Falter went back out there only for two-thirds. And Yel de los Santos, with two men on board, he got the job done. He's been a guy that Joe Girardi can kind of r- rely on now. And it seems like as he's putting him in one-out situations, and then Yel is able to get out of those one-out situations. So he's got himself a little um, little lifesaver, I guess you can say. Uh, J.D. Hammer, you guys know my love for J.D. Hammer. He, he went in for an inning, struck two out. No big deal. No hits. Looking great. Sam Coonrod went out there, got the dub for the Phillies. He's now 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, he, he only went out there for one inning. He did have two strikeouts and allowed one hit. But he got the job done, and he got awarded the hit. Uh, Archie Bradley uh, came in the eighth, and then in the ninth, we had ourselves Ian Kennedy, who came in for his 22nd save of the season. Pretty good numbers there for Ian Kennedy. So the bullpen, listen, we were killing the bullpen last year, especially this time last year, but this bullpen is actually a comparable MLB bullpen. I know it's shocking to hear. 
I know we did not expect to see that, but it's it's the fact of the matter. The, the bullpen, I, I, I don't remember the last time I criticized the bullpen. And if they did allow some runs, maybe it, it usually it was a defense that didn't show up. So shouts to the bullpen there. Now today, um, really the guy who kind of led the charge and, and really was the game of the player of the game, in my opinion, Andrew McCutcheon, an, another big outing for him. Uh, he went two five on the day, but he had four RBIs. And when you needed a hit, when you needed to bring some runs in, it looked like Kutch came in clutch. And he had a monster, monster game. He's definitely the the player of the game here. Um, it's 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 honestly fun watching McCutcheon. It, it really is. If you're a kid grew growing up watching baseball in the in the 2010s, man, he was fun to watch and to see him on my team right now. I know this might be the last of it, but I, I hope we can get his ass to the playoffs. And and it's crazy. I don't think Kutch has ever won a playoff series. Unless he did with the Yankees. I just don't remember him ever winning, or to the Giants. I just don't ever remember him winning a, a playoff series, which is crazy. A guy that talented. Uh, Rafael Marchand, another big game. I want to. I love to continue seeing him in there. And to be honest with you guys, if, if this continues with, uh, obviously, Reese Hoskins, I mean, I, I was joking yesterday, kind of. <laughs> but uh, if he's continue, if he's not going to be, if he's going to continue being out for the rest of the season, I'm cool with seeing JT back at, there at first base. And uh, Rafael Marchand being the catcher because uh, I love the young talent from the kid. He's got some, he's something fresh and something new, and and I love watching. You know, between him, uh, Freddie Galvis, and what am I blank? Who am I thinking of? Uh, we saw Nick Maytons here today, uh, but even when we saw Bonifacio yesterday, I know you know we don't want to see Bonifacio there all the time, but you know between Marchand and Galvis, really, uh, it's been refreshing to see. You know they've added a, a different dimension to to the to the uh, to the lineup as far as the hitting goes. I love Marshawn behind the play. He's he's coming better and better at calling the games. So um, this this team is, is finding different ways to win. And, you know Bryce Harper today. I mean not terrible, but you know he was only uh, one in a uh, one for five here today. He did get struck out three times, <clears throat> so not the best outing for him. But other guys stepped it up, and that's what you want to see. It can't be Bryce every every day. It it really can't. As much as we want to believe that, it really can't. So, shouts it today. Really for me, it was the bullpen and Andrew McCutcheon. Really, and I, you know the, the hitting, the bats, because obviously you got to get on base. But Kutch really, when guys were on base, needed to bring them in. Kutch knew how to step up big and and uh and, and make big plays here for the Phillies. So these Phillies are red hot right now. Six straight, but as I said earlier in the in this episode, tension was the theme of today, right? And I don't know if I could put myself, invest myself fully into believing that the Phillies can go ahead and make a run here at the playoffs. I just have a tough time believing that. Um, when I know that the Phillies have done this before and then have a terrible week, um, especially, look, the Phillies right now, great, six-game winning streak. This weekend, we got to go down to Miami. We do not usually have much luck going down to Miami and playing. So I'm I'm watching this weekend uh, with a grain of salt, honestly, and I'm going to be super nervous watching all these games. I, I could see a situation where we take one of three this weekend. I really can see that. I really, really, really could see that. Now, let's see here. So uh, the first game of this series, uh, we're going to have ourselves Kyle Gibson going up to the mound um, for the Phillies. And then for, uh, for the Marlins, we're going to see Jesus Luzardo now, Jesus was part of the uh, Starlin Marte deal that happened. It was like a week or two before the trade deadline. I was upset when that happened because I really would. Uh, and, and right now, Marte's playing out of his mind over there in Oakland. That was a great deal for them. Um, but I would have loved to see Starlin Marte in the Phillies. But uh, Jesus Lozardo, we'll see what he can do there for uh, for the for the Miami Marlins. He right now is, of course, I lost the page that I was that I was at. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to get these numbers, yo. Um, he's five and seven this season. He's got a seven nineteen ERA. Whew. That's supposed to be a promising prospect. That what? Seven nineteen. Still, he's still a little young, I guess. Um, and then uh, on Friday, we're gonna have have ourselves um Ranger Suarez against the daunting pitcher that we all hate to face off against, and that is TBD. So regardless, I'm excited to see uh. Ranger Suarez uh, go up in that game there. And uh, it's going to be a 6.05 first pitch for, for that one. 
Should be a good one. In, in closed environment, man, I expect I expect him to ball out. And then on Sunday, you get yourself Wheels Day. Wheeler right now uh, going up against Alicia Hernandez. He's, uh, Wheeler right now is 11-9 with a 3.01 ERA. Um, here, listen. We know Zach has kind of been off over the past couple games. Uh, he's to me, it's not that he's gassed fully, but you know, he's got a quarter tank left in my opinion. And, and I'm curious how Joe is going to handle it after a certain amount of pitches. Does he think about going to the bullpen who honestly, I mean, at this point you kind of trust the bullpen. So I would consider possibly going into this, uh, into that Sunday game where you can get, uh, some bullpen help for Zach Wheeler. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that turns out to be. Uh, but yeah, so. Phillies are, are red hot. We'll see what happens this weekend here for, for the Phillies against the Marlins. Um, it, I'm curious who else is going to step up. I'm assuming Rafael Marchand is going to stay there at, at catcher, and I want to see that. Keep JT at first base. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in uh, on this weekend, at least. Take it series by series, game by game. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's, let's keep, our, keep our head level, guys. Let's keep that head level. Hawks King, what's going on, my man? Hawks King's in the building, ladies and gentlemen, and he's here on YouTube as well. What's going on, my man? Um, let's move on to the Eagles here. Kayshawn Johnson has been signed by the Eagles on uh, the practice squad. A lot has happened in the past 24 hours with this roster. Uh, the, the, they kind of shooken up this roster a little bit. Kayshawn Johnson, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, from the reports coming out of Arizona, it was that apparently the Cardinals did not want to get rid of him. But they had other wide receivers that they just liked a little bit more than Kayshawn, and they wished they could have kept him, but they knew they couldn't. And they got they had to wave him, and the Eagles were able to claim him off the waivers. And, uh, and I'm excited to see if he actually had saw some time last year with the Cardinals, and if he can, he looks like a guy who's athletic. He's got some speed, he's got some solid arms, a little raw, a little bit on the more raw, the raw side. Uh, he's going to come in here or automatically be placed on the practice squad. Um, and I saw some, someone say that Travis Fulgham got cut today. I did not see anything about that, but I also did not dig deep enough. And it wouldn't honestly would not surprise me. Uh, looks like it looks like they cut him, but he's still on the practice squad. So I guess the Kayshawn uh, move does not affect anything really. And he's going to be placed on the uh, practice squad. Giants with the announce a few minutes ago. John Ross begins the season on IR. Man, that John Ross can't catch a break from NFL bus to uh, can't stay healthy. Man, um, thought, thoughts and prayers, man. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, so we'll see what Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Johnson can do. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if we could see him on the field. I didn't think we would see Travis Fulgham become a, a starter, a regular starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll see how that looks there. But the Eagles also signed Andre uh, Cashier Ka or Cash Cashier Cashier. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, he's a versatile player. Uh, he's literally been everywhere. I think this is now his fifth or sixth team in the NFL. And for him, really, it just seems as if this is another guy that Jonathan Gannon kind of is comfortable with. He comes from the Indianapolis Colts, which 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 was his latest team, and it looks like Gannon and Seriani have a little bit of familiarity. And once he was put on the waivers for the Colts, Eagles were like, "Why the heck not? We don't really have that much great depth back there, so let's just take a little uh, waiver on this guy." So, guy who play cornerback, guy who play safety. We'll see if he can kind of make this team. They did uh, for that move. They did cut uh, Graylin Arnold the safety that's been here for I think two seasons now, or he was going into the second season here. So uh, that, that, that caught some eyes there. Unfortunately, Jack Driscoll is going to start on the season on the IR um, with that move. They did resign Hassan Ridgeway to the, uh, to the main 53 roster. Uh, so Ridgeway finds himself back on the 53. Um, so that those are some of the moves that happened over the last 24 hours with the practice squad. Uh, you know, this is that this is that time of period where the Eagles aren't done with the roster. You know, we all think that after training camps over preseason's done, you know, we got the 53. We know who we're going to go into the season with. But there's just always this time period where the teams are looking at what teams did as far as moves, who they cut and or who can they trade for. And they're they're trying to make those moves, man. And I'm sure uh, these teams aren't done. I would assume the Eagles are done. 
Uh, but I'm assuming that these players, uh, I'm sorry, these teams are done with uh, with these moves here. But um, I, I was listening into a little bit to the Gardner Minshew presser. It was very interesting to hear what he had to say. And I'm curious what Gardner's intentions are. I love the competitive edge here, but I don't want him coming in here the way he went into Jacksonville. You know, I haven't taken a number two because I'm not I'm not here. I'm not going to be number two. Right. Um, look. Gardner, you are here to be part of the QB room to kind of help build that good environment that we want to build within that Q quarterback room. So I don't want him over here thinking that I'm going to take Jalen Hurts' job um, and trying to be uh, trying to sabotage it. I think being competitive is huge. I think that's important, but I need them to have that good relationship. I don't want that whole um, Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers. I know this is not the same type of situation, but I need those guys to be on the same page. And I think that the way those two are built, I think that could be really they could be beneficial for one another. So I don't want too much of that tension to go down uh, within this team. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what what uh, what uh, Gardner is going to do with this quarterback room. Um, but obvi- I obviously want to end the uh, e- Eagles point here with the uh, with the whole vaccine talk because obviously Carson Wentz out there, um, you know, went to the media and, and I'm telling you what, guys, Colts media is absolutely tearing apart. Carson Wentz. It's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy what they are what they're doing to Carson Wentz. A man just arrived to Philadelphia, right? And already, you know, they 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 want to question his leadership. They want to say that he's he's detriment to the locker room. What was happening in Philadelphia is kind of it's crazy. Just let the man play. But look, he he came out today. Obviously, he was on the COVID protocol list. He came out today again talking about the vaccine, kind of. Um, but you know, he's again stated that it's his own personal choice. And this is what I want to say. I don't want to get in a whole argument, a whole debate about the vaccine. There's a lot of teams. It looks like they're taking their certain stances on um, what they feel as if they're players with the vaccine. Right. For me personally, I'm vaccinated. I think people should get vaccinated, but it's not my place or your place to kind of force or tell someone what to do. Now, look, when it comes to a business like the NFL, if teams are, or I'm sorry, if players do contract COVID during an NFL season in which it could potentially, uh, f- they could forfeit games and miss games, that's a problem. That's a serious problem. And again, we're not forcing anyone to get the vaccine. But imagine, you know, especially, you know, the Colts are riding, they're riding Carson Wentz a lot. You know, they're expecting Carson Wentz to step up here and be the missing quarterback that they need because they have swirl aspirations there. So, I, I I mean that's I'll, that that's what I will say on that and and we'll we'll see how how Carson goes upon this year but um there's been a lot of talk about the COVID with the with the COVID vaccine with the players at the end of the day it's their right right I guess it, it is their body but if you start affecting you know players uh, I'm sorry you so, yeah you start affecting your teams with with the performance on the field that could very well be a problem that could very well be a problem there um. Uh, young smart. Uh, yes, we're reading the chat, but of course, this is uh, as as I saw in the title there. It's Oi in Philly sports. So we go upon we go to TikTok comments. We got YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You're always more than welcome to hop on there. We're not allowing people to come on because I literally have to be out in five minutes. Uh, because we got duped by the river here tonight. But of course, we we uh we're reading people in the chat, man. Just a little patience, guys. A little patience goes a long way. Uh, Joe R. Joe, yeah, Joe Rogan got uh, COVID, man. That's absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. But um, let's end today, guys, with the Philadelphia Flyers. Of course, we'll talk Union uh, and Duke by the river. But Joel Farabee is here to stay. Six years, $30 million. My man got paid. He's going to get $5 million a year. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I love everything the Flyers have done this whole offseason. They have, have built around their core players, Joel Farabee being one of them. Joel Farabee is part of the future of the Philadelphia Flyers. Locking in Joel, locking in, um, not connecting, locking in Coots, it, it sends a message. We are serious here. We think that Farabee, we think that Coots are the core pieces of this Flyers team, and they want to invest in them. Every move that they have done this offseason, I'm, I'm, I absolutely have loved. And I cannot wait for Joel to kind of make that next step in, in, in his career in year three. You know, they always say with good young players, there's always that sophomore slump, right? With Joel Farabee, it was weird because in his sophomore year, he took his game to another level. He was the leading goal scorer for the Flyers this past year. And I'm so excited to see what he can do here in uh, year three for him. 
And we're going to need him. We're flat out going to need him. He's going to be a big role here. The goal scoring has to come from guys like a Joel Farabee. Uh, I guess I can't say close your too much, right? But Cam Atkinson's going to be active on that. Uh, JVR, especially close to the net. Coots, Lots, all those guys. A lot of goal scoring is going to be expected from, from some of those players as well. So uh, I'm excited to talk some more Flyers as, as we get closer and closer to the season. As you guys know, I'm more excited about the Flyers than I am about the Sixers. So we'll talk some more Flyers, and I'll get some uh, Flyers people, people beat beat writers and people who cover the Flyers more diligently than I do. I love the Flyers, but right now, you know, my my eyes, obviously the Phillies are red freaking hot, so I'm all, I'm all in on the Phillies. Um, you know, the Union are still playing. They're still here. They don't look too great, but they're still here. And, of course, the Eagles are going into the season, so my eyes are on all that. Um, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Oyen Philly Sports. We have to head on over to Duke by the River. But seriously, thank you so much for tuning on into this episode. Do not forget, guys, if you're watching this live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, please hit that like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, guys, do not forget to uh, subscribe subscribe to Oyen Philly Sports where every stream podcast from Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can check them all out there. Um, guys, we'll be back on Monday. Tomorrow we'll be at we'll be in Chester for the Philadelphia Union match between the New England Revolution. So we won't be uh, airing an episode, but uh, we'll be back at it on Monday for episode 56 of Oyen Philly Sports. And I just realized I got to fix the the uh, the title there. It is this is episode 55, guys. This is episode 55, the Samuel Moran episode of Oyen Philly Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, enjoy the rest of your night. See you guys next week. <laughs>